0: Welcome to Pillar and Ground Podcast. I'm Brian Salter, lead pastor at LMPC, and this episode is a Pillar and Ground Confession episode where we seek to further understand and apply the truths in our Westminster Confession of Faith. And we now journey into Chapter 9 of Free Will in the Westminster Confession of Faith, as we indicated on a previous episode. Uh, As we look this fall at Chapter 9 and 10, Will Nettleton, our pastor of mission and vision, uh, our mission and worship, sorry.
1: I, maybe it should be Mission of Vision. <laughs> just yeah. it up. I like that. Yeah, his
0: name's Will. Yeah. Um, you know one of those of guys. free will. Of course, Will would teach this. <laughs> he's, so uh, <laughs> he's so free. He's so free. We're going to be doing this together this fall. I'm excited about it. No more monologue. We're going to interact on these, and uh, looking forward to doing that with you. But Will, we are on Chapter Nine Point One of Free Will. You want to just read it for us, and yep. we'll kind of get started.
1: Yep. So this is uh, Westminster Confession of Faith, Chapter Nine. Paragraph one, God has endowed the will of man with such natural liberty that it is neither forced nor by any absolute necessity of nature determined to good or evil.
0: All right. You can find that uh, in the show notes. If you want to click on the document, that'll get you to where you can have that before you uh, on chapter nine. But let's just start with the question. Yep. Will, do we have free will?
1: Uh, as you know, Presbyterians believe we are robots, and so <laughs> no, yeah, I think frozen that, chosen. Yeah, that's exactly right. We, I think that is kind of the caricature. Is that because of what we talked about back in chapters three and in on providence and or of God's sovereign decree in chapter three and of. As we talked about predestination and election, yeah. one of the caricatures of, you know, our theology, reformed theology, is that we don't believe in free will. I actually read a blog like two weeks ago from a professor uh, at Abilene Christian University who was talking about, who's making some comments on the Reformation, and his description of uh, the reformed reform theology is, we don't believe in free will. And so the confession here, it's important to just say what we just read. Yeah. We absolutely do believe in free will. Yes. We we believe the Bible teaches in free will, that we are not forced by any absolute—we're not coerced into doing anything good or evil, mm-hmm. that God has created us with what the confession calls a natural liberty. It's a part of who we are, that we are able—we have agency. We mm-hmm. are able to make choices. And so the confession cites a couple of Verses, so Matthew seventeen twelve I tell you that Elijah has already come, and they did not recognize him, but did to him whatever they pleased. Yeah. So also the Son of Man will certainly suffer at their hands. So Jesus is talking about the prophet Elijah and how he suffered uh, there. And he says they did to him whatever they pleased. They were able to do that which accorded with their good pleasure. Yeah. Um, James one fourteen Each person's tempted when he is lured and enticed by his own desire. So there is a, there's a sense in which we, do, we are led along by our desires. No one is coercing us. That's actually James 1 says, coming from inside of us. Yep. And then Deuteronomy thirty nineteen I call heaven and earth to witness against you today that I've set before you life and death, blessing and curse, therefore choose life mm-hmm. that you and your offspring may live. Moses is putting before the people what God is saying to them. I'm putting before you life and death. Make a choice, and it presumes you have the ability to make a choice, and so, so just to start from there, yeah,
0: yeah, we believe in free will, talk a little bit more about James one fourteen yeah, the will, like we're not coerced, right, just talk about what James one fourteen which says, but each person is tempted when he is lured and enticed by his own desire,
1: yeah, and so when we talk about the freedom of our will, we are free uh, to do what we want to do. The trick is we have problems with what we want to do. (laughs) There you go. Our desires, uh, are aimed at bad ends. Um, and so we, we are free. It actually, our freedom is a kind of slavery because we're free to do what we want. Uh, but what we want is, is really bad. And Uh, and Our desires are corrupted.
0: Uh, we'll unpack that in 9.2, 9.3. Right. Um, we do believe in free will. The problem's the will, mm-hmm. right? Correct. Um, just a little bit more as well when it talks about God has endowed the will of man with such natural liberty that it is neither forced nor by any absolute necessity of nature determined to good or evil. So we have a natural liberty without natural determination. Mm-hmm. Um what are the implications of that or what are some thoughts you have on that
1: yeah i just and i think too you know the confessions is going to set out what we see you know in adam and eve what we see after the fall uh what we see in redemption what we see in glory so we're going that's where it's going afterwards but when we talk about a about our natural liberty that god did not make us where I mean, I I phrased it this way already, so it may not be helpful to say it again, but just that we aren't robots bent towards we will always automatically do good or we will automatically do evil. So Adam and Eve are created with the ability to to Mm -hmm. natural liberty to do both good or evil. The choice is set before them in the garden. Um, They have the ability to do that.
0: And there's some mystery there. Yeah. Because based on the eternal decrees of God, I'm going to throw this out. Yeah could they really have obeyed
1: yeah i and i think that is like it's the uh, that is the that's the mystery that's the mystery yeah like th- the God, they had a choice they had a choice they were free yeah it was ordained that they would uh not choose but that choice was still free choice somehow you yeah. know really it's it's uh yeah we are at the limits of what we can understand uh we talked about this a little bit in our summary of chapters 1 through 8 of just there is the confession takes us up to th- the limits of this is what scripture teaches us both of these things are true at the same time you know kind of like how we talk about light is both a particle and a wave and scientists will say we have no idea how that can possibly be true it should be one or the other but it's both of those but things. it is
0: yeah that's really good um you know the uh when we think about this natural liberty uh any other thoughts that you had as you study or read that stand out to you? This is a, this is the broad. So when you look at chapter nine, this is the broad statement. Mm -hmm. And then what you're going to, what we're going to do in the next two episodes, is we're going to drill down on the fourfold state of man. Right. Uh, That's what that's called. So we're giving the broad understanding of the will. We're going to drill down the fourfold state of man. Uh, Any other thoughts?
1: Yeah, I think just that there, Chad Van Dixhorn notes in his book, which we have, I think, included in the show notes every time, and you and I have been using as a resource as we've gone through the confession, but he just makes a, a great point that there is no action or decision of ours that can be reduced to some natural law, some kind of inevitable system of causation, some force of the universe, some biological inheritance from our parents. And so... I think the simplest way to say this is just that we're not fatalists. We're not determinate. Like, we don't believe that it can all be reduced to, you know, you just are a product of your biology or some outside forces. You make free choices. And then he notes at the same time, we need to be clear that the will does have powerful influences acting upon it, such as those mentioned in James chapter one, that we have, a lot moving in mm-hmm. on our will, so the desires of our heart, um, mm-hmm. our levels of spiritual and intellectual understanding. Chad Vindixhorn says the the whole state of the person before God. And so, uh, while we're not determinist in the sense that we believe everything that we do flows out of some external force, at the same time there are forces yes. that push us and pull us and lure us, uh, and that affects the decisions that we make.
0: Yeah. And so some of the, a lot of this, like 9.1 understood, you really need to go back and listen to Providence chapter five Mm -hmm. to understand the nature of second causes that God has rules the world through his providence and he has ordained second causes. And uh, those two understandings really do go together and there are limits, Mm. but there is clarity in the scripture. Right. When you see in Deuteronomy, choose life, Right, you're free to choose according to your will. And the problem is not will, right. the problem's the will, yeah. not will. No. <laughs> so, uh,
1: I am a problem in my own life, but in, in this particular <laughs> discussion, yeah.
0: Um, so with, this is just a brief introduction. We're going to go into the fourfold state of man with a little bit more to say about each of these. And we look forward uh, to joining together with you on future episodes.